Hello, and welcome back to the Marist FCA podcast. On this episode, we are joined by Alex Van Dusen to learn about her journey through faith. Abby, good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Thank you. Hey, Kate. Um, so, like Bobby said, I uh, am a young life leader here at Marist, and I coach the girls' soccer team. I help coach the girls' soccer team, I should say. Um, but I have been doing those, both those things here in Atlanta for the last three years. Um, I actually grew up right around here. I'm from East Cobb, and I went to Pope High School. And I actually didn't play soccer in high school. I was a swimmer, and that was my main sport. And so we'd actually come to Marist and have our swim meets. Um, and the two things that I remember is that it was kind of far, and that the um, swim gym would always get so hot. Always. Um, and never did I ever think that I would be back here 10 years later speaking to a room full of Marist students. So life's funny like that sometimes, right? So I'm married to a man named Joel. He's wonderful if you know him. Um, and I have the cutest dog. Her name is Scotty. She's a golden retriever and she's a big part of our life. Um, but the most exciting thing that we're adding to our family soon is a baby girl in September. Um, so we're really excited for what life has to hold for us. But we moved here in 2020 for both my husband's job and my job. And I don't know if you, you remember 2020, but at the time, Maris was doing that weird A and B schedule where half of you would come to school one day and then the other half of you would come to school the next day. It was confusing, right? I'm glad we're, we're over that hump. Um, but we moved here because of my job and I actually do work full time for Young Life. And I think I've got one of the very best jobs in the entire world because I get to hang out with people like you and talk about Jesus. Um, I actually didn't do Young Life in high school, but I went to college at Barry College and completely fell in love with being a leader. So much so that I decided to do this full time. And here I am six years later, still working for Young Life. Um, so those are some logistical things about me, but I'm gonna let you in a little bit more. It's a safe place, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guys, if you really knew me, you would know that I am terrified of heights. Don't put me on a roller coaster. And honestly, sometimes I get a little scared standing up at that, uh, that, the top of the stairwell out there where you can like see the baseball field and football field. <sighs> I don't know why, but it's scary to me, okay? Um, and if you really knew me, you would know that I really love to bake. And I got to share some treats with the soccer team this, this week. Um, I would say that I probably can't uh, bake cookies and decorate them as well as Hannah, um, but I think together we would make a good combo, a good duo. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I have seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy ever, which is a little bit embarrassing because there's a lot. That means I've watched a lot of TV. And if you really knew me, you would know that I love Jenny's ice cream so much that when I heard that they were putting one up here by the Target, I cried. It's ridiculous, I know. But I just love it so much. I just couldn't help myself but cry happy tears. Um, now, these are some silly things about me, but these are some things that I would say that I'm known for around my friends and family. Um, and if we were all to take a look at ourselves, there would be things that we are known for. 
Um, maybe that is you're really good at the sport that you play, or maybe you're really good at school. Um, or maybe it's the opposite, and maybe you're, you feel like you're known for a mistake that you've made on the sports field, or maybe you think you're known for a mistake that you made in a friend group or at home. Um, and the truth is, we, it's part of the human nature that we are known for the things that we do, like it or not. We each have a reputation. Um, <clears throat> think about it. What do you think you're known for? Are there things that you're proud of? Are there things that you're not proud of that you think or that you wish could be different? Um, I, I don't want to be afraid of heights, and I know that that's a really silly, small example, um, but I wish that that wasn't true. But what I don't know if you've ever thought about is that how each of us have reputations, Jesus has and had a reputation too. Um, in the Bible, John 1.14 says that Jesus is the word became flesh. In the message version of the Bible, it says that Jesus is God with skin on and came to earth and moved into the neighborhood. Um, there are tons of stories in the Bible that talk about Jesus and when we want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus so we can read all about him. But it tells us a few things about Jesus that we're going to talk about today. Um, one of those things is that Jesus was really popular. Like wherever he went, there was always, always, always a giant crowd of people following him. Um, it would be like a celebrity or maybe like an influencer day where everybody's following their every move. Um, of course, it was a little different back then because they didn't have social media. Um, but Jesus was known to be popular because he was doing some really amazing things while he was here on earth. He was healing people. He was bringing um, life back to people who had passed away. He made blind men see and so much more. Jesus is known for making the impossible possible. So I'm going to read a story out of Mark 5 today. And to set the scene, um, Jesus has just stepped off a boat in a new city. And literally, as soon as his feet hit the ground, people are rushing after him because they want to see him. So here's what it says in Mark 5, 21 through 24. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered with him while he was there by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus, weird name, Jairus, came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And Jesus went with him. Now, Jairus is somebody who was a synagogue leader, which means that he was somebody of wealth and stature, somebody in the community that probably never asked for very much because he didn't really have to. Uh, but he's heard about Jesus, and he's heard that he does amazing things. And so he's desperate enough to, to go to Jesus and to ask him for help. And Jesus says yes. So the two of them start on towards Jairus' house. 
But remember, like I'd mentioned before, no matter where Jesus went, there was a huge crowd of people following him. Um, so as they were making their way, Jesus and Jairus were making their way to Jairus's home, uh, they get stopped along the way, um, and they hit a little bump in the road. Um, there's a woman in the crowd who wanted to see Jesus so bad that she was willing to do anything it took, because she believed that if she could just touch the hem of Jesus's robe, then she, all would be right in her life. Um, this woman, she had been sick for 12 years. She, the Bible tells us that she had been subject to bleeding. And so um, it also tells us that she spent everything that she had um, for 12 years trying to figure out what was wrong with her and how she could be fixed. And now 12 years is a long time. If the majority or say the average of you in this room are 16, 12 years ago would mean that you were four years old. That's a really long time. So she's pretty desperate. Um, so let's read what happens. In verse 27, it says, the woman, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body that she was freed from all of her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples said, and yet you can ask, who touched my clothes? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So this woman who is so desperate is healed. And when you're in a crowd of people like that, Jesus knew something had happened. Um, and when you're in a crowd of people, maybe say, it, it would be like if we were at a football game, you know, you're like shuffling to get to your spot on the student section, or like if you're in a class change, people are bumping into you, like hitting your backpack. How are you going to know who, who did that? Um, but Jesus knew something had happened. And so he stops. He noticed her. He sits down and listens to her whole story, which I imagine probably took some time. Have you ever told anybody your whole story? Do you have somebody in your life who can listen? I hope you do. I really do. Um, because that's what Jesus does. And so while Jesus is sitting with this woman after she's been healed, don't forget, the other half of the story, Jesus and Jairus were on the way to his house to heal his dying daughter. And while this whole interaction was happening with Jesus and this woman, Jairus received word that his daughter had passed away. And so I imagine Jairus feeling pretty distraught, angry even, 
frustrated, um, sad at this whole situation. But let's read what happens next. In verse 40, the story continues. After Jesus uh, took them all away, there's a lot of people crowding around the home because they were being with Jairus, who was mourning, who was going through this really difficult thing. So there's people around. Jesus sent them all away. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up, walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders to not let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. So Jesus continues on to Jairus' house, finds Jairus' passed away daughter, and raises her from the dead. How incredible is that? Um, Jesus makes the impossible things possible. Um, a f not a funny thing, but an interesting thing to note uh, is that, did you notice what Jesus said to uh, the people around in the room when he had healed the daughter? He said, get her something to eat. Which I think is just a, such a fun, sweet um, detail to add because it just shows us that the people in the Bible and Jesus while he was here on earth was just like us. Um, people got hungry in the Bible. People got tired in the Bible. Uh, and I don't know about you, but those things happen to me daily. So, fun little detail that got added. So you see Jesus healing two different people in two different ways from two different things that they needed to be healed from. And this is what Jesus is known for. He's known for loving and for caring for people. And I don't know about you, but I personally would like to be known for being loving and kind and caring. Um, but I know that I cannot do that first unless I know that Jesus loves me, sees me, and cares for me. And the good news for you and for me is that he does. He cares for you and me more than anything else. Um, and from that is where my confidence comes from, that I, because I'm loved, I get to then love others. Um, Sometimes loving others can look like a smile in the hallway or just a simple encouragement from a friend that you have seen something in. Um, those are the little ways that Jesus shows up in our life, so don't miss it. Um, so going back, if you remember, to those silly facts about myself, you know, the ice cream and the TV shows, I don't mind being known for those things, I think. <coughs> I'm so much more than those silly facts about liking baking, hating heights. Um, but what I really want to be known for is kindness and loving and caringness. Um, I want those to be things that are true about me that other people experience. 
And so my challenge for you today is to think about what are the things you're known for? Some funny things, some silly things. Um, I think God created us all individually and he cares for us all. He made us different. Um, and I think that's beautiful. So think about that. Think about what you're known for, what you want to be known for. And my hope and my prayer for you today is that you would want to be known first for loving others, extending kindness to those around you, because that's what Jesus does. And then from there, everything else will come. Thanks for listening. I'm going to pray, and I think we have time for a few questions. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for um, the chance to wake up, even though it is rainy and kind of ugly outside. But Lord, I pray that you would be with us. Um, show us the things that you have created us for. Show us the unique, fun things about ourselves. And Lord, I pray that ultimately you would be in control, that you would um, help us to, to know that we are loved and to be able to extend love. We love you. We need you. Amen. Amen. All right, questions. Anyone got any questions? Raise your hand if you got a question. I have, and I have some inputted questions I can ask. Okay, great. Um, so I'll just read some questions that were submitted on the RSVP forms. Um, first question, how do you teach the love of Jesus Christ to young people in a fun, innovative way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, how many of you have been to a Young Life Club before? Yeah. Uh, would you say that it's kind of crazy, kind of weird, kind of fun? Um, I think the best way to, to share Jesus and God with young people is to not make it boring. Because I think a lot of times religion and God can feel boring, and the reality is, is that it's not. Um, this, this Bible tells us the greatest love story that there ever was. And so our hope as Young Life leaders and in my job is to, to make following Jesus fun. Um, what is the most challenging time you've had in your life? Oh, How did geez. you work to overcome it? Oh, man, we're getting deep this morning. Okay, so... Oh, saved by the bell. Just kidding, I have two minutes. Um, I would say that the most challenging time in my life was when I was in college. I was trying to decide what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I thought that I needed to go to nursing school and be a nurse. And I went to, I got into nursing school, I went to one semester, and I hated it. But I never really quit anything in my life before, but I felt this strong tugging on my heart to, to leave nursing school in order to pursue Young Life staff, which, you know, at 20, 21 years old, that feels really scary. I never envisioned myself doing Young Life as my life. So I leaned into God. I prayed a lot. I um, talked to a lot of wise people and wise friends who counseled me towards following the will of God. Um, and because of that, and because of the call that I felt on my life, I quit something, and I quit nursing school. Um, but it was the best thing 
because it's led me here. And I'm really grateful for that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, share this episode with a friend, and tune in again soon for our next episode.